Emily's explanation for everything. Welcome to Emily's explanation for everything. Hi guys, it's me, Emily. Today we're going to do an episode on Benjamin Franklin. And basically I'm just going to flap through a book I have about him. Yeah, I don't have anything planned. But since I haven't done an episode in a long time, I want to do one. Sorry, I haven't been doing an episode in a long time. Okay, here we go. Benjamin Franklin. He was... He is is known as a founding father. But he was a little boy. Just like all of us. He was a little kid. Benjamin Franklin was born more than 300 years ago. Today he is still one of the most famous, beloved, and amazing men in American history. Benjamin was a great scientist, thinker, inventor, writer, and printer. He created, or helped create, the first lending library, and the first fire department, and the first public hospital, and the first post office in America. When he wasn't working, Benjamin used his spare time wisely. And if you don't know what wisely means, it means he thought about it and he knew that was good. He played music and taught himself five languages. He also learned to swim and many years after he died, he was made a member of the International Swimming Hall of Fame. Isn't that cool? But Benjamin is probably best known as one of America's founding fathers. His wisdom helped helped guide the country in its struggle to break free from England rule and become a new, new nation. Some people often wonder how this poor boy, with just two years of school, was able to lead such an amazing life. Benjamin Franklin's story is very hard to believe. Boston. Benjamin was born in Boston, Massachusetts in 1706. At the time of his birth, the United States wasn't a country. It was divided into 13 colonies and ruled by England, a country thousands of miles across the ocean. Boston was part of the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Because the city is on the Atlantic Ocean and has a deep harbor, it was one of the busiest seaports in the colonies. The Franklin Family Before Benjamin was born, his father, Joshua, had sailed from England to make a new life in Boston. He owned a shop that sold candles. And soap that were made there. Joshua had seven children with his first wife, wife, ah, 
who later died. He had ten more with his second wife, including including Benjamin. Ben was the fifteenth child and the youngest son. People knew Joshua as a wise man who could be counted on to get good advice. The Benjamins lived in a small house with four rooms. As a boy, Benjamin taught himself to swim. When he was eleven, he he wanted to swim faster, so he made wooden paddles that fell over his hands, almost like flippers. He did swim a lot faster, but his wrist got very tired from using the paddles. Once Benjamin tied himself to a kite, that pulled him across the water. Benjamin the Apprentice. Benjamin the Apprentice. Because most families were large and needed money, kids in Benjamin's time went to work when they were very young. Many signed up to be an apprentice. On U H slash P R E N slash T I S. That's not how it is really spelled, but that's how you're supposed to say it. At least that's what the book says. Apprentices worked for expert craftsmen to learn skills such as shoes or furniture making so they so they too could make a living. They signed contracts promising to work for a set number of years. Many promised to work until they turned 21. By the time he was 10, Benjamin had only been to school for two years. His father decided he needed to go to work and gave him a job at his silk and candle shop. Benjamin spent his days trimming candle wicks and running errands. Benjamin didn't like this job. What he did like was reading. Joshua asked Benjamin's big older brother, James, to take Benjamin on as his apprentice at his print shop, which is a place that printed books, newspapers, and articles. All right, more after this break. Hey, if you guys like this episode, as in, yeah, you know what I mean, you guys should check out the podcast, Young Ben Franklin. It's all about Benjamin Franklin's adventures before anyone knew him. So go check that out. Okay, back to the story. Ben signed a contract promising to work for James until he was 21. The contract said he'd obey his brother and not get married, play cards, or drink alcohol. In exchange, James would pay for his food, some clothes, and a place to live. 
Today, printing presses use electricity. But in Ben's day, people operated them by hand. Benjamin's main job was to set up the letters one by one on the printing press. He also trudged door to door selling a newspaper called the New England Cor- 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 C-O-U-R-A-N-T. If you know what that says, please say it in the comments. Like, um, in your review or something. If you review this podcast. Which James published. Benjamin was happiest reading. Since there was no libraries in Boston and he didn't have money to buy books, he borrowed them from friends or read things from the shop. Every night, Benjamin sat up late reading and studying. He became his own best teacher. By the time he was a teenager, he learned more math, better English grammar, some great writing skills, and much more. Benjamin was interested in almost everything. Because he loved the sea, he read books on sailing. He even read a book urging people to stop eating meat. He actually stopped for a short time. Mrs. Simon Dugan. When Benjamin was 16, he wanted to write for the newspaper. James was so jealous of him that he wouldn't allow it. Benjamin secretly began to write funny articles that made fun of people and things. Benjamin didn't want anyone, especially his brother, to know that he was a writer. So he slipped his articles under the print shop door. He signed them as Mrs. Silent Dugard. People all over town were curious about who's, who Mrs. Dugard was. Ben pretended Mrs. Dugard was a widow. The newspaper got letters from men asking to marry her. Apprentices were often harshly treated. Although Benjamin and James worked Closely together, James had James had a bad temper and often hit or yelled his brother. Like so. Does that remember any of you as 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 your brothers or sisters or as you? Against the law for apprentices to leave before their contract was up. In 1723, with several years left on his contract, Benjamin ran away from Boston. <laughs> he packed up <coughs> a few clothes and took the small amount of money he made selling his books. Benjamin boarded a boat to New York City where he hoped to find a job since there was no work for him in New York. He headed to Philadelphia, a city about a hundred miles away.
order to get there, Ben walked 50 miles. Then he took a ship, and then he rode a boat. The last 50 miles. It was a hard trip. And he felt sick. He read that drinking lots of cold water would make him feel better. He drank a lot. Benjamin arrived dirty, hungry, and very tired. He went into a bakery and spent a precious few of his coins on three rolls. Then he strolled down the street, eating one, with the other two tucked under his arm. Since Benjamin's pockets were stuffed with shirts and socks, he was quite the sight. Chapter 2 Benjamin Franklin of Philadelphia Benjamin spent his first night in Philadelphia in a rooming house. I have no idea what a rooming house is. Without even taking off his clothes, he flopped down onto the bed and slept for hours. The next day, he went out to find a job. Ben wandered into a dusty little print shop. Mr. Kemmer, its owner, agreed to hire him. He also found a room to rent in a nearby house. The couple that owned the house had a daughter about Benjamin's age named Deborah Reed. A few days earlier, Deborah had passed Benjamin on the street and laughed at the sight of the strange young man who looked so funny. And now, he was living in her parents' house. Benjamin, England, and the lying governor. Benjamin began to make friends in Philadelphia. He even got to know Sir William Case, the colony's English governor. A year after Ben arrived, he wanted to open his own printing shop. The best place to buy a press was in London, England. London, England, London, England. Young London, England. Governor Keith promised he would send letters to people in London agreeing to pay any debts that Benjamin might own after buying the press. Benjamin traveled to England on a ship. After seven weeks of storms and rough seas, he finally landed. To his dismay, he found out the governor had lied. He hadn't sent any letters at all. Wait, where was that? Benjamin didn't have any money and badly needed a job. He found one at Samuel Palmer's printing house, a famous London printer. He spent some of his free time swimming in the River Thames. Thames? Thames? which runs 
to London. His swimming skills got so much attention that a rich man offered him a a job teaching children to swim. Benjamin had so many things he wanted to do that he didn't take the job. Probably because he already had a job. That's my guess. His own print shop. After 18 months in London, after 18 months in London, wait, he returned to Philadelphia for a short time. Benjamin went back to work at Kamer's print shop, but by the time he was 23, he and a partner had business. Benjamin's shop became one of the busiest and most successful print shops in the colonies. A busy life. Mr. Kilmer had published a newspaper. It was not successful. And in Careful, and to Anthony Afterwit, Alice Addertong, and Silence Do Good, as we already knew. <laughs> Benjamin also started a club for men called the Juno. They met every Friday evening to talk about business and share ideas, especially about how to make Philadelphia a better city. Poor Richard Richard Audemack. In 1732, Benjamin began writing a booklet called Poor Richard Audemack. He signed his name Poor Richard. People read all kinds of things, interesting and useful things in it. There were weather predictions, sunrise and sunset times, and a calendar for the year. Benjamin also put a lot of good, good household tips. He even gave recipes for making wine and getting sugar from beets. The Almanac was full of poems, jokes, and stories. Benjamin gave advice with little sayings called Aphidormes. One of the most famous is Early to Bed and Early to Rise makes man. Healthy, wealthy, and wise. People loved loved his silly jokes and funny stories. The Alamac was so popular that for 25 years, been printed up to uh, 10,000 copies a year. Help. 
Benjamin believed that people had had a duty to improvise their lives and studies. His idea about how to make Philadelphia a better place actually changed lives then. And now, because everyone in Philadelphia used fireplaces and candles, the city's wooden buildings often caught on fire. There were no firefighters to provide the blazes. In 1736, Benjamin organized the state's first volunteer fire department. As a fire chief, he and other volunteers filled ladder buckets with water and raced to put any fire out. Early, early Philadelphia firefighters were called the Bucket Boys. Benjamin, the postmaster, postmaster, in 1736. Benjamin was appointed a postmaster of Philadelphia. For a while, his for a while his printing shop was also the post office. Printing office. Hmm, good idea. Sixteen years later, Benjamin got the job as deputy postmaster general of America. Well, he wanted faster mail. Figure out the best route. He spends much of the next year riding 106,000 miles over roads used by mail carriers. His work paid off, uh, and carriers began to deliver the mail twice a week instead of just once. Benjamin and the streets. Benjamin then turned his attention to Philadelphia streets. They were dirty and uneven. Benjamin came up with a plan to play, pave the streets and have them. Oil burning on in the lights made them too lazy and tired. Benjamin and Benjamin, a new four-sided light that was brighter. There was a funnel, and each light could draw out the smoke. Remembering how he had yearned for books as a boy, he created the first public lending library in Philadelphia. To join a day to take out the books they wanted, with having to buy them. Presidentson of Philadelphia. Because Benjamin did so much, people have called him the first citizen of Philadelphia. In in 1748, at the age of 42, Benjamin stopped working at his printing press. His work, especially poor Richard Almack, made made him rich enough to live comfortably. He wanted to spend the rest of his life doing good things for others and spending more time on scientific research. <gasps> okay, on to the next page. When he was twenty, Ben's list of virtues. When he was twenty, and later when he wrote a book about his life, ooh, audio biography. Ben made a list of virtues, or the best way to live a good life. Here's some of them. Number one, be sincere. Don't lie or say what you don't think or mean. Silence. Only talk when you have something worth saying. Not something silly or unkind. Frugality. Don't waste things or spend a lot of money on items you don't need. Spend don't need to help yourself or others. Cleanliness. Keep your clothes, your house, and yourself clean. 
temperament A little drink too much In the streets They barely do useful things just gonna do this normal voice now maybe hopefully i don't know let's try it <sighs> chapter three scientist and inventor <sighs> in the 1700s many people including benjamin had a growing interest in science in People had started to make new discoveries about electricity. Benjamin was eager to find out more. He began experiments to help uncover the secrets of this mysterious force. One big question he had was whether lightning was a form of electricity. He came up came up with a way to find out it was a risky one one that could kill him dun 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 okay tune in next episode just kidding <laughs> one day in June 1752 storm clouds Darkened the sky in Philadelphia. Lightning flashed and thunder shook the ground. As everyone headed for shelter, Benjamin and his son William stood outside in the rain. Benjamin flew a kite made from a large thick silk handkerchief. It had a thin metal rod attached to its tip and a metal key tied to the end of the silk ribbon. An electrical charge from the storm clouds traveled down to the rod and into the key. Ben, Ben touched the next. Ben touched the key, and his fingers tickled. He knew from other small experiments he made that this was caused by electricity. Thanks to Ben, the world, the world found out that lightning is a type of electricity. And thanks to the good research he did for his experiments, he didn't die. Yay, Ben! <laughs> okay. 
see you guys next time because that's it for this episode. My tongue can't take any more. Hehehe. <laughs>